Welcome to Naturally Nourished, a food is medicine podcast that delivers cutting edge information and solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought out by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only and should not be used in place of any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from a licensed health professional. Now welcome your host, Allie Miller, integrative dietitian and owner of Naturally Nourished, and her vice president, integrative dietitian Carly Vogler. Hello to everyone listening out there. Hey guys. <laughs> it is November 3rd and we're here in Houston in case anyone's listening to this later on. Um, and we're st- it's about to be the holidays, and we're still having temperatures in the 80s, which I'm pretty sure, Allie, you feel the same way as I do. It's super frustrating being from the north it's and fall-ish. sweating. It's fall-ish. It's fall-ish. So not, it's so not fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing it. I haven't pulled out a scarf or boots yet, uh. but... I put a pair of jeggings on Stella and uh, what else? We, we went trick-or-treating. Yeah. So, and um, I want to share something along the lines of that because we, we survived, if you're listening to these, you know, as they're live up, updated, um, interested in how you survived Halloween and candy because that to me kind of is the entrance into holiday food season and in often cases overindulging. And so today's episode, episode 34, we're focusing on staying on track for the holidays and navigating party foods. Um, But I'm interested in how all of you listeners did with Halloween candy. A couple cool things um, that were going on that I guess I didn't get to tell you about in advance, but you can listen to and think about next year is there's a big teal pumpkin movement And this was started by a foundation that works a lot with food allergies um, with children, um, so like celiac disease and such. And um, the teal pumpkin is households that do non-food treats. So they'll do like glow-in-the-dark rings or glow sticks or... I don't know, other types Spider of things. erasers, pencils. Right, right. <laughs> I, I'm thinking I'll be that household for sure. Um, but anyway, it's a great way to ensure that um, your family and your kiddos still get to I- enjoy the festivities and costumes without having to worry about GMOs and partially hydrogenated oils and toxic compounds um, for them to consume in the form of of candy and processed foods. Um, Another interesting thing that I found out about this year is called the Switch Witch. Have you heard of that, Carly? Have not. (laughs) I know. Hashtag mom life. (laughs) I'm like opening into a world of things. Um, But so the Switch Witch is, I think, from how I understood it, and I have not Googled it yet. So this is my n- novice, you know, six, five-month-old um, mom mode perspective on it. But I believe it's kind of like the elf on the shelf thing where um, you tell your children a story about the switch witch 
and your kids put all of their candy that they got from trick-or-treating in the middle of the room or like in like a cauldron or in like a bag and the switch witch comes at night like the tooth fairy and switches out their candy for an upgrade for like a dvd or like a video game or like so instead of just hiding or throwing out their candy and dealing with drama and your kids getting mad at you, which some of my clients do with their kids already, at least this is a way that they literally get to actively upgrade. Like they actually put their candy in a pile and the Switch Witch swaps it out. I like so that. I kind of think that's cool. <laughs> I like that. I thought where you were going with this was the amazing trick that – Jimmy Kimmel plays on on kids. Have you have you seen it? Yeah. Where it's like the parents pretend like they ate all the candy and the reactions are so priceless. Some of the yeah. kids are like hysterically crying and some are so sweet. Like it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I just died. I know you like that. But I, I it shows the hysterical crying ones. Um, the influence of addictive tendencies with oh food gosh. that start at a young age sure. and sugar addiction is huge. Yep. So before we get into tips and tricks to navigating the holidays, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor. I'm really excited to tell you about some of the superfood ingredients available from Perfect Supplements. Gelatin is one of the highlights of their product line and it's something that I use on a regular basis and love the fact that Perfect Bovine Gelatin is sourced from 100% pasture-raised, grass-fed, non-GMO cattle with no hormones, synthetics, or pesticides. I agree. When I'm burned out from bone broth, I really love making gelatin treats. The Perfect Bovine Gelatin is a really great way to go. My other favorite is when I travel, I take a couple of packets of the Perfect Hydrolyzed Collagen. I love the fact that they offer the single serving packets of 100% grass-fed collagen. It's made of 90% protein, tasteless, and completely dissolves in any liquid. I love adding it to my iced coffee in the morning when I travel. It's just easy, maybe a splash of almond milk at the coffee bar in the airport, and it keeps me satisfied until I land and can get a balanced meal. As a way to introduce Perfect Supplements to all of you guys in my audience, we have an exclusive coupon to share with you all for 10% off of any order. Visit perfectsupplements.com and enter the coupon code ALLY10, that's A-L-I in caps, 10 at checkout, and you'll save 10% on their whole product line, which includes superfoods, the collagen, aquatic greens, and more. Also, you can visit our podcast page and find the Perfect Supplements link under this episode, which will lead you to their whole line of superfoods. The gelatin and collagen especially are great for gut restoration, which we've talked about in a couple of our episodes. So make sure to check it out and use code ALLY10. So yeah, a lot of clients have been coming in talking about either so proud of themselves because they avoided the the candy um, or really down on themselves because they couldn't. And it's it's weird as I've gotten further and further on my own path, Halloween candy, I, I, I literally have not seen any. Other Did than you going, get anything to indulge? No, for I didn't even okay. think about it, which yeah. is 
hey, look how cool. I'm not I'm literally, I'm not trying to brag here, but it's a beautiful thing when it's not even on your radar. Yeah. It's very subconscious. I me. fall into the double hit because my birthday is the 2nd of November. So I actually bought a Theo's. Uh, Theo's is my favorite uh, chocolate company out of Seattle. And I bought, um, because they're so expensive, it's a whole thing of quality helps you to take in less quantity. Sure. <laughs> um, but I bought a Theo's like almond butter cup. I didn't know that almond butter, um, but almond oh, butter. Like, is that new? Yeah, it's, it's, I know, right? Is it Whoops. dark? Yeah, dark oh. chocolate, almond butter. But it was, it was like three fifty or $4. So I had one one night and one another night. And then the issue is Pandora's lid of, of my birthday. Um, uh, staff bought me um, some treats from Panda Cherry, which are gluten-free, different little um, Indian bakery-inspired um, things. And so I had a couple of bites there, and I had a gluten-free Crave cupcake. But I'm really ready already. Um, I, I've been more and more, as you mentioned, further down the rabbit hole where you're so in tune with your body that – there still are rituals and habits and elements that we, it's important to partake in, um, but always connecting with your body of how you feel after consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just resonate so much stronger. Like I have to say my salad last night at local foods with roasted Brussels sprouts and fresh mozzarella and shaved chicken to me was more of an indulgent experience than that Crave cupcake. And it was still very good. But ultimately, if I had to choose one right now, you know, with snap of a finger, which would you rather have? I'd go for that salad any day. I was going to say, I don't get to brag too much either because I'm so much more of a savory girl. So it doesn't even count that I didn't care about candy. Yeah. I've always been like that. I'd rather have a salty heirloom corn chip. I have not always been like that. And I used to pound bags of Sour Patch Kids because, (laughs) and the funniest thing is I was a dancer in in high school and I read on the front of the bag that they were fat free. So I like thought that I could eat the whole bag and it wouldn't influence me. but. Interesting. Crazy, crazy, (laughs) wild. All right. So let's do this thing. (laughs) So what's important to acknowledge is that the typical person during this time of year, I call this the calm before the storm, you know, right before the holidays hit. Well, I guess they're already ramping up. They're happening. You can easily gain, and most people do, 5 to 11 pounds over two months. Yep. Which is so significant. And I think that's on the lower end. I mean, even even upwards of 15, I've heard, from October I'm on. sure. And, you know, it, it's it's not generally one bad day. You know, 3,500 calories require, is, is what it takes to gain in excess beyond your metabolic rate. 3,500 calories um, are going to gain a pound of body fat. And, of course, there's macronutrient balance that takes a huge hit over calorie consumption in general. But it, it does require an excess of calorie intake. So even if you ate double a day's intake at one day, like people think of Thanksgiving as one of those days, that would create potentially at max one pound gain. So it's not these one day holidays. It's the trickle effect of foods coming into the break rooms. And I think the permission of screw it mode just kind of rolling in through the end of the year. And then the habits that were healthy habits going to the wayside like losing your frequency of eating or saving up for a party and skipping your healthy snacks Um, all of these types of things play a huge role in expansion of your waistline and um, really having us feeling crummy at the end of the year and and so hungry for a reset in the new year and I don't want us coming off like such typical dietitians talking about calories because I truly neither of us truly believe the calories in calories out theory um, because especially when we're talking about macronutrients it's a whole different game ball but let's be honest with ourselves when it comes to the holidays we're pretty much talking about processed 
non-nourishing carbohydrate sugar rich foods yeah and that's where it does really pack on yeah yeah Um, so what we want to do is give you all tips and tricks so that you feel like you have an arsenal of you know like a game plan while you're going into the holidays and you feel prepared so I think we've broken it down to six different sections Um, the first one that I would focus on is movement and stress and I'm gonna go ahead and put those together Often I make that joke that the word stressed spelled backwards is the word desserts. (laughs) So connecting the fact that holidays, um, there's this concept of eustress, which is balanced stress and positive stressors in the body. And often the holidays tend to be one of the greatest drivers of stress, um, maybe having to do with in-laws or maybe having to do with planning for events and activities. And it can be, again, happy, good things, but it often does drive stress response to be elevated. And under stress, we tend to have excessive blood sugar dumped into our bloodstream from our liver. Um, The blood goes from our central area, which is more in that rest and digest mode, out to the appendages. And um, that tends to respond with a blood sugar dump from the liver, which then leads to a blood sugar drop and sugar cravings. And when sugar is available visually throughout the break room, all that residual Halloween candy, whatnot, that's usually the quick pick-me-up, which only perpetuates that reaction of the spikes and valleys of blood sugar response. So managing your stress levels is important. And one of the best ways to do that is through consistent exercising and movement. I think that when you move your body, that creates a great cadence and a release physiologically with your stress response. It allows a balance for your cortisol and your neurotransmitters, helps with those endorphins, which help to regulate your serotonin and natural antidepressants. And then, of course, the movement itself burns calories. So it helps to kind of offset those fudges, per se, of a little mm, fudge, um, <laughs> little fudges of excess calories here or there um, that we participate in at will, you know, throughout this three-month period of time. And I also think it's important to mention, too, that working out, if you are a chronic dieter or you're someone that worries about weight gain or you're trying to lose weight, is that by working out, you feel really proud of yourself. You feel good. So you don't get the stress from the anxiety of being inactive. Yeah. So, you know, just another aspect. And one of our biggest things, so so walking is honestly one of my preferred forms of exercise, especially now that Stella, my baby, gets to get pushed around in a stroller and it's only 83 degrees. <laughs> it's not 100. So <laughs> um, it's a getting to be a, a pleasant temperature to walk around um, with uh, daylight savings time maybe not as easy in the evening but it is optimal for blood sugar regulation to try to walk after your meals that actually mechanically opens up your cell membranes to allow your glucose or blood sugar to enter the cells to be utilized as fuel so less excess sugar gets stored as fat so post um, meal exercise is huge and even if it's just walking so if you get an hour lunch break at work and you're able to eat at your desk for 20 minutes and then even walk around your office building download some episodes of our podcast hey and you know lunch and learn and um or or download a you know comedic relief type podcast if, if hopefully we don't stress you all out but um <laughs> something to just reset and escape and keep your smartphone away unless you're calling a friend or a family member and that is a good escape and a mental reset for you yeah and it's probably counterintuitive most people 
eat, and then they sit, right? Think Thanksgiving. What do you do? You're not going out for the turkey trot after Thanksgiving. It's before. Right. So it's really good to, to tell people about that. It's a, it's a just a walk. It doesn't have to be in high intensity. That could be uncomfortable, but just get your blood moving. Right. And I think the other thing is we often focus on the influence of, well, what is exercise? Or I don't have time to exercise. And one of the big things that we like to recommend is these like five to 15 minute routines. So we see in exercise research that resistance training is a better bang for your buck than cardio. So walking and things like that are great for blood sugar metabolism, great for your respiratory function, and great for a de-stress. But as far as getting a bang for your buck to keep your metabolism elevated, five pounds of um, arm weights, planks and um, leg presses or squats or bicycle legs for your lower abs. All of these types of things are going to help to build lean body mass. And the calories that you burn on the day of the activity actually continue to burn for two to three days post-activity because you're building lean body mass, which is more metabolically active tissue. And so that metabolically active tissue creates a caloric burn residually on the day's post-exercise. Yep. And people love to come up with all the excuses why you can't work out. Because in general, we're very busy people. But this, like what Allie's talking about, five to 15 minute routine, not one person in our office can say, I just don't have time. Right. And you know, you could do a 15 minute hit routine, a high intensity interval where you're incorporating things like jumping jacks or... um, what are those called? Um, boom, boom, boom on the ground. Mountain climbers. Mountain climbers, my favorite. Or burpees, you know, and, and that's going to be like a huge bang for your buck. Or it could be a, a gentle cadence, five to 15 minute routine. And I mean, I've even done those types of things in work clothes after having a glass of wine where I'm not going to be going to the point of mountain climbers after a glass of wine and I'm not going to feel like exercising, but I can still do my arm weights. I can do my planks right after or before I brush my teeth and I don't miss it a beat. And um, it really plays a huge role with maintaining lean body mass and keeping that metabolism up. And when you were just talking, I did a quick calculation. 15 minutes every day for a month is seven and a half hours of working out. Wow. So if you really just commit to 15 minutes a day, it feels like nothing because we're, again, we're harder, harder on ourselves and we think, oh, it's got to be an hour in the gym or it's not worth it. Absolutely not. That's huge in a month. So that's again, legit. Don't put pressure on yourselves. Just do a little bit. And then once I do the trick with myself, just get yourself to do five minutes and then you start feeling good. And you're like, okay, I can go five more. You know, play yep. mental tricks with yourself just to get your, your blood flowing. For sure. And and the other thing to consider is rather than waiting till the new year, schedule appointments with a personal trainer or sign up online for bar method or exercise classes to commit yourself and prioritize yourself in the chaos of the holidays. Again, it's going to help with both regulation of stress and aid with movement to keep your muscle tone and to keep your metabolism active. Yes. When clients show up for an appointment, I said, I always say, you showed up here, didn't you? It was an appointment and you showed up. Yep. What if you had scheduled a workout like this? No one does that for themselves. And, and even strength in numbers, if you don't want to do a gym, right. booking, as far as holidays, we also think of more social events. But I really like to book, especially I'm getting kind of nostalgic thinking of fall. 
real fall, like in Wisconsin or Seattle. But like going to get a tea or, um, you know, something that can be literally, it doesn't have to be a Starbucks mocha frappa frappa thing. It can be literally a green tea or a black tea um, or a keto coffee and going for a three-mile walk with a friend is such a nice fall activity. And it's nourishing. Um, and, and especially as we get Christmas lights going, a really special bonding, sharing thing. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. okay. So tip, <laughs> tip number two. This is always a hard topic. Dun, dun, dun. Limit alcohol intake and drink more water. It For sure. It sounds so typical, but let's really dive into the whys. Yeah. I, I mean, water intake first. Um, let's start with the abundance first because I can't tell you how many clients of mine do not drink enough water and constipation, fatigue, blood pressure, and memory all can be infl- I'm telling you symptoms that they're looking to over supplement and are not satisfying with healthy lifestyle and um, water and optimizing your hydration can have a huge influence on whole body health and not to mention I didn't even mention weight loss we specifically see the process of lipolysis or breaking fat cells requires a hydrolytic response or water to break your fat cells to be used as fuel and so when we're talking about hydration we're talking about at least half of your body weight in fluid ounces of water generally speaking if you're 150 pounds or less at least um, two and a half liters I like to recommend three liters and personally I drink out of a 40 ounce um, I believe in food is medicine clean canteen which is helpful because that keeps that mantra in my face we sell them on our website, so a good commitment to yourself or, or a gift for others. It's stainless steel, and so it's BPA-free and non-toxic and doesn't have an aluminum um, influence, which is bad for, of course, things like Alzheimer's, and it has a tasted version. Um, but stainless steel, 40-ounce canteen that is filled twice um, throughout the day, so filled midday, and then you get sipping beyond that to get to that 90 fluid ounces huge influence from our digestive health our electrolyte stability you name it we also didn't mention that counterintuitively water retention and bloat is one of the biggest symptoms from dehydration your body's going to hold on to its stores if you don't give it more so thirsty so by drinking more you'll be less bloated How and about that and in this season because most of our households use heat um the heat actually that runs is that the right like running our not air conditioning but heat sure that's what heaters sure heaters whatever they are um they dry out of course like our sinuses and things like that when they just start um and that plays a huge role on our um nasal passages and um hydrating the body is a really important key for that yeah so let's kind of bop to alcohol because this is a sensitive subject but let's do it right. Okay. So, you know, wine and all alcohol do influence your liver. And they can, research shows, slow down your metabolism by as much as 70%. Um, and this is important to consider because the liver is going to prioritize detoxifying the alcohol first and foremost. And then if we did consume especially an excessive carbohydrate or very high calorie processed food meal, all of those nutrients are um, going to be less absorbed because the liver is not focused on packaging and delivering. And on the other hand, those toxins and excess sugars are going to be stored into the fat storage in the body. And so we do want to be mindful of that. I, I really recommend going back and forth with a sparkling water. I love love the mountain spring water La Croix is another great option these are things that are going to be able to be used at like cocktail party 
Chinese. You could get put a lime in it. No one will know if it's a vodka soda water um, or just a soda water itself. And um, again, the word soda, if it's soda water, it does not have any additives um, or artificial sweeteners. So you don't want to do like diet tonic. And yeah. tonic has fructose corn syrup. So you just want to do yeah. soda water or a good sparkling water. Pellegrino, La Croix, you name it. Um, but sparkling water is a great option during the holiday season. And doing a spritzer is great. I like to use a rosemary sprig and muddle some um, berries or use fresh pomegranate or a splash, like a half ounce of the very tart cherry or tart cranberry. It's very festive and it also helps to tonify your kidneys, balance your bacteria, and keep you hydrated um, and kind of equal out or reduce that influence of the alcohol in the body. Absolutely. I had I had a client last week whose diet is just, it's great. It's balanced. Her big problem is alcohol. She jokes that she's an alcoholic and she's not, but she has a really hard time controlling it. So she finally committed. She's doing Pellegrino in her little wine cooler. She brought awesome. two bottles of Pellegrino. She lost three pounds in a week. She's so, more than the weight, she's so proud of herself. And I think that's the big step, just getting that control. And it's helping her metabolism. And and this is kind of something I tell people, if you think about how powerful your sleep is, we've mentioned it a couple times, everything resets overnight. You actually burn yes. the most fat overnight. You do. Your growth hormone is high. You need to capitalize on your night. So if you're drinking every night, even if it's one glass, you're stalling your weight loss. Yep. So this might sound silly, but the, for the people who are not willing to budge, I'll say, I would rather you have two glasses of wine on a Friday than to have one on a Thursday and one on a Friday. That's true. And for those that drink too much where they're actually waking in the middle of the night, you know, often that influence is, especially with wine, that liver dumping sugar to compensate the blood sugar drop because the liver is so focused on detoxifying. It's not regulating your blood sugar while you sleep. So you wake up with a hot sweat. It interferes with your sleep, which interferes with your metabolism, and it stresses out that liver as an organ. So definitely be mindful of alcohol consumption and use your water. Meet your water goal every single day to help to set you up for success with the holidays. And last alcohol point, everybody knows it lowers your inhibitions. So then yes. you just <laughs> eat more. More. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Okay. okay. So let's go on to the next one. Yes. Number three is start your meal with protein. It's so important. It's going to keep you satiated and, you know, get you to a party or an event without that starving factor. Yes. So protein is going to, of course, be built of amino acids. Those are going to feed the muscle and keep the metabolism active because I talked about with exercise that Muscle being the most metabolically active tissue burns the most calories. Also, protein, as Carly mentioned, creates the highest satiety or feeling of fullness. It, it actually breaks down in the digestive system very slowly. And it can help us to prevent overindulgence or a moment of weakness or hunger at a party. Um, and so actually focusing on a minimum of really 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal and then um, considering a high protein rich snack before a party is a great technique so that you arrive without feeling really famished. And always remember one of our big focuses when we talk about especially animal proteins, which is the, the most biologically available sources, we want to focus on clean sourcing. And so to me, clean means grass-fed, pasture-raised, wild-caught, um, and organic uh, sources that are free of antibiotics and hormones. So let's talk about a couple of examples so people know what we mean when they're running out the door what they could eat. Easy one, 
Greek yogurt. We people always ask what kinds we like. I think both of us eat wallaby. We do, yeah. It's Greek, mm-hmm. uh, organic, and they've got full fat, which is super creamy. I'll get the 2% a lot of times because they have these mini cups that are six ounces individually portioned, although I'm not proud of it. It's a little waste of plastic. It is my crutch when I'm running out the door. Mm-hmm. Some rolled up turkey, some cheese. What are other, some quick, easy, just protein rips? There's really great uh, paleo meat sticks. Um, that also incorporate things like organs, like liver. Um, and those are really then rich in B vitamins, which are awesome for stress response. Um, there's uh, tom turkey sticks. There are bison um, pieces. So I just actually stocked up at Thrive Market on a whole gamut of different jerky-like things for the holiday season. Perfect. Um, yeah, so just things to kind of quick grab and munch. And, and they'll be nice because they have different marinades and flavor profiles. Um, another one that I really like to do, which Maybe isn't as quick. It requires some timing, but hard-boiled eggs and a squirt of mustard and a little sprinkle of kelp. Mm. Um, That's one of my favorite, honestly, like building into a lunch um, options, but but would be a great pre-party or to bring to a party. We actually have on the blog deviled eggs three different ways. I love deviled Um, eggs. And we did a really fun curried deviled egg, and um, there's another one with green eggs um, where we blended uh, kale into the um, yolk mayo mixture. Um, so all sorts of different ways to create something fun that's indulgent, a really nice texture and flavor profile. And I've seen people who put hummus in the egg white for like a fake deviled egg, just something different. That's good. Yeah. And I love to paint the picture. If you're sitting down for a steak meal and you're just eating steak, there is a point where you just absolutely want nothing more to do with meat, that satisfaction factor versus a bag of chips. At what point can you really not eat another carb? Yeah, you know what I mean. True. It activates that addictive hunger. So protein is is your friend. You will stop when you're intuitively full. Yes. Okay. So, so I was just gonna recap. Yeah, go for it. One, keep moving. Two, hydrate and limit alcohol. Three, increase protein. Yes, ma'am. So pretty obvious, I think. But when we talk through the whys, I hope that refreshes people as to how it's so important. Yeah. And the fourth one is um, going to be loading up on your free or non-starchy vegetables. So these are going to be uh, any vegetable other than your root vegetables, which are all going to be starches, and then your winter excuse me, winter squashes are also categorized as starchy vegetables. So things like sweet potatoes, potatoes, beets, parsnips, carrots, winter squashes like butternut squash and pumpkin, those are going to be your starchy vegetables. And then your non-starchy vegetables are almost everything else. So your leaves, um, any of your leafy greens, so your spinach, your chard, your kale, your arugula, um, different salad mixes and blends. Um, Also our stems and stalks like our asparagus, uh, looking at things like our bell peppers, our our zucchini, our um, snap peas, Um, All of these are going to be great non-starchy vegetables, bok choy. um, And these work great in stir-fries. They work great as um, party trays with something like our beet hummus from the cookbook is an awesome party dish. It's so vibrant and gorgeous. And I beg all of you that are listening to this episode to stop buying those black plastic 
vegetable sad party trays. They make me want to cry every time I go to a party with those damn shiny uniform cherry tomatoes and baby carrots. I'm not going to go on a rant. I think I have like three episodes talked about why I don't like baby carrots. But baby carrots, dried up broccoli, (laughs) and raw cauliflower. You have a thing about baby carrots. My thing is when it's celery. I think one, I just hate celery. I hate the taste of it. Two, it's so porous. If it's not organic, I just look at it like a stalk of like chemicals. I know that sounds crazy and extreme. And again, I'm in the rabbit hole of being a dietitian, but I feel sad about it too. It looks yep. so anemic and white. Yep. So take your vegetable party tray to the next level. Make, you know, our beet hummus from the cookbook. Um, cut up some red bell pepper wedges or yellow and orange to add to that. Do some zucchini that you can do julienne into into strips or you can do coins of zucchini um, or the opposite with cucumber. Um, add a jicama is a great vegetable to throw into a party tray. Heirloom carrots. Heirloom carrots, like purple cosmic carrots. Yeah. Um, I've seen some really fun vegetable trays with um, different forms of rainbow carrots. And you can cut them lengthwise or into also julienne. Or if they're baby, um, like true baby, like smaller or shorter, you could throw the full carrot on there. Um, And um, heirloom um, grape tomatoes or baby tomatoes would be another good one to throw on there. And for all of you who just consider yourself a a food lover, you just love food, you love eating in volume – and you don't like being restricted, you can eat so much of this. You're going to fill up your belly before you overdo it. And you're only healing yourself with these foods. So this is where you go crazy. And then beyond party approach, when you're at home, trading out your grains for greens in any dish is going to be a significant 90 to 200 calorie swap out. So, you know, a cup of grains is going to be about 45 to 60 grams of carbs and upwards of 220 calories, whereas a cup of greens can be 11 to 20 calories and um, virtually zero carbs and have a substantial amount of minerals and antioxidants to provide. So swapping out your grains for greens is a great technique on a day-to-day basis. And then party foods, choosing those non-starchy vegetables strategically and bringing them to the party if you have to. Another fun one, and then we'll move on, um, that I just did recently is um, cucumber and zucchini cups where I sliced them in like an inch and a half um, thick slices and then used a spoon and scooped out the insides. And I put um, two different things. I did one with yogurt and I added curry powder to yogurt and then did sesame seeds on top. And then I did another one where I did um, hummus and then um, olive slices. Um, But you can do, I mean, you could make herbaceous yogurt blends and different things and fill those cucumber cups. Um, You could add um, lox or wild salmon in there. Um, I mean, really, you can have a lot of fun. And another last one (laughs) is um, caprese bites are a fun one too, where you can Mm -hmm. add tomatoes, basil, um, and even leafy greens on that and then drizzle balsamic and eat those on a, a toothpick. And endive, it looks like a little cup of scoop. You can just scoop some guacamole yep. in there. I love endive. Okay. So the next one is going to be really shocking for everyone. <laughs> Not at all. I'm, just, I'm being sarcastic because we always talk about it. But keep carbs in check. Yes. So, you know, I mentioned already that an influence of trading out the grains for greens. But overall, be mindful that carbohydrate-rich foods are what are going to be the majority of your spread um, when you're at a gathering. And when we think of celebratory dishes beyond candy for Halloween, which is, 
you know, all carbs, all refined sugar essentially and other toxic compounds often, trans fats and, and other uh, things we like to avoid. We look at other holidays like Thanksgiving and things like the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the pie, um, Hanukkah with the matzah and um, we're talking about pies, cakes, cookies, um, Christmas cookies. Um, so across the board with whatever holidays we're celebrating, Typically, the central focused celebratory foods are carbs. Always. It's um, always. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the big buckets of thinking the Midwest again and like um, downtown Chicago, those buckets of popcorn with like the car- the, the trio blends of like the oh, cheddar. it's not just Chicago. The, okay. Oh, <laughs> what yeah. I think of it. That's it. But you know, the cheddar, the, the um, caramel and then the, I don't know, butter popcorn or kettle corn or whatever. Yes. But yeah. So carbs galore find us in the holiday season and throughout the year as we know. And that's why, you know, one of our biggest focuses why Carly says no surprise is that we're always talking about carb awareness and keeping your carbohydrates in check and so you know focus on which foods are carbs and select mindfully and then ensure that your overall carbohydrate load is not in excess and pair all of your carbs with a protein or a healthy fat so we've talked about this in so many different episodes, but it's such a good take-home message. Um, anytime you're having a fruit or a starch, um, we want you to have a protein or a healthy fat by adding a nut butter, adding coconut oil, adding rolled up turkey, um, you name it. And I think you made a, a really good point. It must have been two years ago. I don't know, certain things stick with you, but Allie was going home for the holidays to see her grandma and she, her grandmother made these cookies that she loves and Allie's a very clean eater and didn't want to eat them. But she kind of had a moment and recognized how much more indulgent and mindful indulgence is it to have something that's nostalgic and homemade and special versus those grocery store just disgusting processed cookies that mean nothing. So right. if you're going to have these treats, what's store-bought popcorn versus this pie your mom makes every year that you're going to have right. one slice of, be satisfied, happy, and done? And depending on your relationship with the baker, <laughs> you may be able to get them to trade out, especially if like you know it has Crisco or something that makes you yes. really like a little anxious about consuming. Like I know for instance, those um, one of my nostalgic favorite cookies over the holidays is those um, peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Grew up on them. Yeah, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I'm 95%. I'll have to check with my mom, but I believe they have Crisco in them. And so I did ask my mom one year during my food transition, because we used to, my mom would have my brother and I select our favorite type of cookies. She'd make sure she always made a batch or two of them. And so that was one of mine. And I asked her to swap it out with organic butter. And now it's funny because she texted me a picture over the Halloween period of time with her, my nephews. And she said, I made pumpkin cutout cookies, but I, they cost $60 to make <laughs> instead of $9. And she's like, because I bought the organic, non-petroleum derived food coloring, the orange food coloring for the frosting, and then, you know, organic uh, powdered sugar XYZ. So personally, and this goes into our our sixth tip, um, which is selecting a mindful indulgence and budgeting for these foods to fit into your holiday season. So I don't believe that you need a mindful indulgence necessarily every day, um, but be mindful that you are going to be dealing with a lot of temptation. And so it is important to satiate cravings and to participate in some of these nostalgia-like trends. So 
who made it, is it homemade, and then what is the quality? Um, and so when I'm baking at home, um, I'm using nut flour. I don't use any refined flours. I only use nut flours like hazelnut flour or almond flour, or I will make an oat flour. Um, and I'm going to use sucanat or grade B maple syrup or the dark amber, I guess it's called now, um, or molasses. I just did a, a carrot muffin with molasses in there. So when I'm choosing a sweetener, I want it to have nutrients in it and actually provide me not only with a flavor that I like to satiate a craving, but I want it to actually nourish my body. Um, and you can always kind of good, better, best that with other foods. Um, so I think it's important to take into consideration. That's what I was just thinking while you were talking. It's like, well, if you're cooking for me, my mom knows that I'm so high maintenance and I'm not going to eat wheat because I'm intolerant and I don't really eat many carbs at all. So my conversation is so different. But someone in my office or some of you listening that this is so new, it is so unrealistic to tell your family members to cook with all almond flour. I We get that. It's about finding where you are and just taking one step at a time and taking in one improvement. And whether that's not necessarily changing the ingredients and controlling your portions or right. it's I'm doing all organic and now I really need to lower the sugar. Yep. It, whatever it is. And that's the hugest, that's, you know, the, one of the biggest parts of our jobs is being realistic so that people don't say, wipe my hands, see you later, I'm out. Right. Um, so be patient with yourself and be realistic with yourself. And that shutdown mode, that screw it mode over the holidays is what does lead to that 5 to 15 plus yes. pound weight gain over this three to four month period. Research only supports uh, more and more that when we see foods as quote unquote bad foods, it only drives more temptation. And that's this forbidden fruit type effect. You know, how many times it's the natural inclination, it's human nature of if someone says, don't turn around, I'm changing, or don't look at that. You're, you, you literally look before you can even process the message. Um, and so when, when someone says, oh, you know, like if you think when you look at that cake, oh, that's bad, I can't have that, your mind just starts to obsess about cake, 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 versus, you know what, I'm going to at this meal have a um, bed of lettuce and a piece of wild salmon, and I'm going to choose to not add a, a, a carb at my meal. So I can indulge in a small square of this and I'm going to stay on track throughout the rest of my week. And, and that's absolutely going to only yield positive outcomes. You get to enjoy it and then you don't follow that indulgence with guilt and negativity. It's acceptance. And I think that that's really the best approach. Going in with a plan, like Allie said, if you plan on that indulgence, you're still on your plan. Yep. Versus, yeah. oh, I fell so off. It's success. I better have another one then. Totally, yeah. It's not that, you know, one cookie from the box might as well finish the, the row <laughs> so that right. they disappear. Right. Um, and, and you can really anticipate, as you get to know your family members in the household, you'll know before you even arrive, okay, Aunt Irma's going to make this, da, 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 these are my options. Aunt Irma? I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> have one. I wish I did. She'd probably be my favorite aunt. Um, <laughs> I probably would have a glass of wine with Aunt Irma. Aunt Irma. Um, but you know, it's like, um, I, I know that there's going to be that gross green bean casserole. I know this and then that. So I know that I can make a kale salad and bring that as my offering and maybe that beet hummus. And then, um, I know that I'm going to indulge in the sweet potato dish or I'm going to indulge in the flourless chocolate cake because my aunt made it for me because it's gluten-free. Who knows? And speaking of what to eat at a holiday party, one of the recipes from the cookbook is a Greek yogurt dip, which I made for your baby shower. Yes. Um, oh, and talk about how you served it because I just think it was a really cute visual. Okay, this is super cute. So it was a party store and they had all these, I would call it 
but it was a square it was rectangle shape so individual little containers they look kind of like a glorified shot glass yeah just give them a good visual (laughs) that's good good job square (laughs) shot glass and in the bottom I would put the herbed Greek yogurt dip and then we were talking about julianning vegetables so very thin strips like pencil like strips of veggies so cucumbers zucchini bell peppers and carrots heirloom carrots and stuck them in standing up so there's something about that aesthetic it was was beautiful super clean it was was so easy too you know pinterest is your friend everyone yes (laughs) so definitely as carly mentioned the the recipe for the greek yogurt dip is in the cookbook and um, that's going to really satiate a lot of these things it's going to give you the non-starchy vegetables it's going to give you that protein you need and also could work as a snack pre-party to help to keep you on track um, and the cookbook in general, uh, not to overplug, but it has an entire chapter, remember, called indulgences. And so these are great things that you can make during the holiday season that use those nourishing sweeteners. Um, there's an awesome black bean brownie recipe that no one would ever know had beans in it. Avocado chocolate mousse, which is also a fun party one that you can do a strawberry in to dip in a little ounce um, cup. Um, there's a fabulous goat cheese peach tart. Um, so, so many different options there that are nourishing indulgences and will wow your friends at a gathering and keep you on track um, of eating clean. And we talk about this cookbook a lot just to give you all a little bit of a background of reason why it was created because we would have a session with clients and we'd create a perfect day of food and talk about why we did this and how we planned it. And then they look at us with these little deer eyes like, okay, well, this is one day, but what do I eat the rest of the days? And really, we were just trying to do the homework for you. And in the back is a 12-week meal plan where you just don't have to do any of the thinking and you can use it as your crutch until you really start to understand some of these concepts. And incorporate leftovers, which is definitely key. So y'all have a great, happy, healthy holiday season. We're going to take a short hiatus from uploading episodes as we spend some time with family and friends. And we will be back with you in the start of the new year. Stay nourished and be well. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Carly at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.